Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, November 17th, and it's time for Destination Health Roundup. What's that, you say? We're not live right now. This is a recorded show. There is just so much going on in health these days and so many things I want to talk about and cover. And I just don't have time to get to it with just one day a week of health. So once in a while, uh, I'll just uh, throw on the headset and start talking about some of the things that I've been collecting over the last couple of days and just haven't had time to get to. So today's one of those days. I woke up this morning, got a great night's sleep last night, by the way, uh, and started reading news articles like I normally do. And immediately, and I was just reading mainstream news. This wasn't any kind of health journal or health site or uh, it's just mainstream news about health topics. And it just struck me as to how bad things really are in our sick care system. And as encouraging as it is to do a show like mine and be constantly talking to people who are really getting healthy, when you look at the general population, the news is all bad. I, I just don't see anything improving it's getting worse, far worse, quickly. Our challenge is how do we get more people into our world? And I wish I had better advice on that. Uh, the best I can say is, you know, be a good example. And if somebody asks, try to explain it and hopefully it catches on. So let's just, I'm going to go through just three headlines that I read almost back to back this morning, three articles. Um, the first one was titled, What to Know About Weight Loss Drugs Going Viral on Social Media. Well, first of all, that is a very misleading headline because they're not weight loss drugs. They are diabetic drugs. They are toxic diabetic drugs that do not solve any of the problems human beings have. They make them worse. But to say weight loss drugs, that gets people interested that didn't even know about this. It's going viral on social media. Now we have traditional media. This is NBC News, by the way. And just their title alone is misleading. And they know it. This title should read, What to Know About Diabetic Drugs, Not Weight Loss Drugs. These are not approved for weight loss. They are being used off-label. Although now I understand, I think the FDA is starting to approve it for this use. Doesn't matter, though. Doctors are allowed to prescribe drugs for anything they want. It's called off-label prescription. Uh, drug companies aren't supposed to be allowed to advertise drugs for off-label use, but that happens as well, and the drug companies do it on purpose, and then they just pay the fines because to them it's a cost of business and they make far more money uh, selling drugs off-label than they pay in fines. I can't imagine 
what would happen if they actually started advertising these drugs this way. Although if you listen to some of these commercials, they actually do. They'll throw a line in these commercials that Ozempic isn't necessarily for weight loss, but people lose whatever, 10%. So they throw out this statement and statistic, even though that's illegal. They're really not allowed to do that, but they do it anyway, and the FDA allows them, or the FDA will find them once in a while. Uh, and to them, like I said, it's a cost of doing business. Uh, speaking of cost, let me, uh, let me get to that in my notes here. I'm probably going to jump around a lot. Um, so here's a quote from the article. People who don't have diabetes or obesity can still be prescribed the drug off-label, but they may have to pay out-of-pocket, which could cost $800 to $1,400 for a month's supply. So it does look like uh, the FDA has approved this for obesity now. So if it's prescribed for diabetes or obesity, your insurance company will probably pay for it. But if your doctor prescribes it off-label... For something else, what, what are they just giving it to people who aren't really obese? They're just overweight. And then it's 800 to $1,400 a month. Um, since they hit the market, both Ozempic and Wagovi, uh, those two drugs act the same, the same mechanism. Wagovi is just a higher dose. It comes from a different company, and it's a higher dose. Uh, both of these drugs have been in high demand for both on-label and off-label use. Unbelievable. These are highly toxic drugs. Um, I don't even, I, I just, I'm kind of speechless about this. I started to write a post, and then I, saw a couple other headlines and I thought, you know what? I'm going to be writing all morning. It's just easier for me to say this. I am just shocked and appalled that we have doctors prescribing this. We have celebrities endorsing it. Social media is all a buzz over this. Have people lost their mind? It's really sad when somebody becomes diabetic and has to take these drugs because their health will decline. They'll start on one drug. They'll end up on two. If they keep going, they'll be on three. They will end up with not just diabetes, but heart disease and kidney disease and liver disease. And we refer to that as metabolic syndrome. I... Like I said, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, the second headline I read, pairing your foods may be able to help limit blood sugar spikes. I thought, oh, well, uh, let's see what they have to say about that. Um, because th this is a lousy concept. If you're trying to pair your foods to minimize blood spikes, Maybe you should just look at the foods you're eating and stop eating foods that create blood spikes in the first place. So this was, um, this was an article 
where they interviewed, this was Good Morning America, by the way, they interviewed a biochemist who said she went on a quest to figure out how to eat to get her body to work optimally. And now she's sharing her tips. Well, that's interesting. I'd love to know how to get my body to work optimally. Um, Jessie is known as the glucose goddess by her more than 1 million followers on Instagram, where she helps explain how different foods impact the body, particularly blood sugar levels. So here is the chart that I see. The first example she gives, she, she wore a continuous glucose monitor. I talk about those all the time. I wear them all the time for the same reason. I want to learn how these things impact my body, but you have to do more than that. You have to understand more than just the glucose monitor. It's a great tool. I highly recommend everybody wear one for a month or so. But that blood sugar response isn't the only thing we should be looking at. Here's her example. In the first example, she had a breakfast of rolled oats, raspberries, almond milk, and cacao nibs. It's in a big bowl-like cereal. Uh, or oatmeal, I guess. And instead, I mean, she gets a big blood sugar spike up over uh, 30 points or so. And then instead, she eats plain yogurt with cacao nibs, chia, and raspberries. (sighs) A smaller blood sugar spike, no doubt. I've tested all these things myself. But where's the nutrition? I mean, at least we've got yogurt, and she went with plain yogurt. That's not bad. But she is very heavy into plant-based foods. Obviously, there's, uh, well, in her first meal, she had no animal-based foods. At least there was a slight improvement there. Um, She talks a lot about processed carbohydrates, Um, some of her keys to balancing blood sugar, um, not too awful. She does say avoid processed foods. She leans on the eat more protein for a lot of people. That's probably not bad advice. Adding some healthy fats, um, walking after big meals. You know, these are the little things that people have been promoting and it's not that they're totally wrong. Um, but they're not completely right either. And a lot of times what will happen is the population is so unhealthy that they will try this. And it's, if you follow all of her advice, it's a pretty big change. And and a lot of the vegan vegetarian advice is the same way. Um, you'll see results. If you follow it, you'll lose weight. You'll start to feel a little better in the beginning. Um, But long term, it doesn't work. And most people will not stick to this because it's difficult. It's a lot of shopping. It's a lot of food prep. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of um, calculating and counting things. And eventually people just give up on this and it The results long-term won't be all that great anyway. In the next um, slide, she shows what... This is where the food combining can really mask 
a poor diet. So she's using glucose monitor data to, to show people how to kind of trick the glucose monitor is what's really happening here. So in her first example, she eats French fries and they look like fast food French fries. That's a horrible food to be eating. It's very high in carbohydrates and I eat potatoes. I talk about it all the time. I'm healthy enough metabolically to eat potatoes, but these are fast food French fries, which are, it's amazing what they can do to a potato to screw it up, but then they are fried in the worst oils possible. You know, in her last example, she talks about eating better fats, and then she's going to use an example like French fries. Now, here's her solution the French fries show a big blood sugar spike, 50-some points almost. Um, so here's her fix. Eat a side salad first and then have the French fries. And your blood sugar spike is only, you know, maybe 30 points. It misses the whole point. The side salad, come on, there's no nutrition in there. We're, we're at a fast food restaurant or some restaurant, so the dressings you're going to get with that salad are bad fats. And you're still eating the horrible French fries if you take her advice. She has a million plus followers. That's her solution. You know, it, it's a shame because not all of her advice is bad. Uh, it, there's, it, I actually think people like her are more dangerous to the health of, of most people, a, a million followers, because some of her advice is actually right. A lot of what she says, I might say in a whole different context, but then she, this is her solution. Now, here's the reason she has a million followers, because this is easy. Oh, oh, I can still go to my fast food restaurant two times a day and I just need to eat a side salad before I eat that other crap. That'll fix things. And she has plenty of other examples of um, add a veggie starter to any carbs you eat. Super amazing way to keep your glucose steadier and avoid cravings and energy slumps later on. Bullshit. Bullshit. That, that is just false. You can add all the veggie starters you want to a boatload of crap carbs and it doesn't do, it might keep the glucose meter a little steadier. You don't avoid cravings. You don't avoid energy slumps later on. It, she doesn't show any kind of documentation for that. All she's showing is a glucose meter response. So again, I love the fact that she's promoting a glucose meter. So Again, it's just enough good advice that she gets a lot of followers. It's, it's somewhat good advice mixed in with a bunch of really bad advice and easy to follow. That's the danger. People want the easy way out. You notice a pattern here. They want a drug to help them lose weight. They want tricks that so that they can keep eating most of the garbage food they eat now and just add some vegetables in a salad. And if you time it right, your glucose won't spike. This is the kind of advice that keeps people sick for the rest of their life. They will never get better 
They will never get healthy with this kind of advice. They may lose a little more weight. They may feel a little better. They're not going to eliminate any of their medications if they're on medications. They're not going to avoid ending up on medications. It may just take a little longer before they get there. What else was in this article that I should probably talk about? Um, She also recommends going for a walk after dinner because exercise may be able to reduce your post-meal glucose levels. You know, it, we're, we're, I might be nitpicking now. It, getting people to go out and walk more, probably not a bad idea. But honestly, I really prefer after I eat. You know, when if we, if we really look at the way we should have a meal, not grabbing fast food french fries and a side salad on the run, and then saying, oh, well, I'll stop at the park and I'll walk a little bit. What we should be promoting is we shouldn't be eating on the run. We shouldn't be eating in our car. We shouldn't be eating from stuff that was passed through a window to us in our car. And going for a walk after you eat is not optimal. The optimal way to have a meal, and if you look at certain cultures... The, many of them have disappeared, but they're still better than we are. If you look at the French, um, recently, John, you know, one of my co-hosts was in Italy, and he was telling us about the food culture there. Um, theirs is changing. We, we've had an influence on the entire world, but it's not nearly as bad as ours. It's very common in a lot of cultures that lunch may be two or three hours long, and that's because they stop working, they wind down, They usually eat together and they talk and enjoy the idea of saying grace before a meal is a way to kind of slow down and get your body into the rest and digest mode. So taking 15 or 20 minutes after you stop whatever activity you've been working on and winding down doing some breathing, getting into the rest and digest mode, enjoying your meal of real food, real unprocessed. She talks a lot about processed food, but then shows fast food French fries and fast food salads with processed dressings. She doesn't talk about how bad the oils are in those two foods, She promotes you should eat healthier fats, but then her example is two horrible fats in the same meal, and she never mentions that. So slow down, eat real food, and then don't go for a walk right afterwards. Your body is attempting to digest that food. It's one of the most energy-dense operations your body has to accomplish. Digesting food requires a lot of energy. It requires blood flow. Why would we want to steal that energy and blood flow and go for a walk while our body is trying to digest? That's a bad idea. 
it's just slightly good enough advice that people think, oh, yeah, she really knows what she's talking about. She's a biochemist. She should know better than this. I don't have near her knowledge of the human body. But I don't need to. It's kind of common sense if you study the body just a little bit. Give your body a chance to digest its food. Get your movement and activity in away from meals, not immediately after. Again, these, some of these things may sound little, but it's the, the overall problem with so many of the food influencers or diet or health influencers. They have just enough information, just enough good information to be dangerous, and most of their information is just the same old crap we've heard forever. Eat more vegetables, eat a salad, go for a walk, and we miss the whole big picture. Now they're at least saying eat less processed food, but they don't really mean it. If they meant it, they would, they would show better examples of what you should be eating. Um, so it ends with this. While these tips may decrease a spike in blood sugar, it's important to note blood sugar is not the only factor impacting a person's health. I, I was encouraged. Oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to some better advice. Except here's the final sentence. High amounts of fat or sodium or large meal portions should be considered. Not as good for your health. They're claiming those things are bad for your health. High amounts of fat. Oh, no, I love that. Good fat. Absolutely. Pile it on. Eat more of it if it's good fat. Sodium. Don't be decreasing sodium. That's horrible advice. Large meal proportions. What's wrong with that? One meal a day works really well. And if you're going to eat one meal a day, it's going to be big. As hunter-gatherers, we gorged when there was food available because we knew it might not be available for days sometimes. That's why we fast. That's why we recommend things like one meal a day or intermittent fasting. It mimics how our bodies evolved over hundreds of thousands of years. Our bodies evolved that way. They did not evolve into eating small meals all day long. Again, it, it's, it's such a shame that she gets a couple of things right. That actually makes this all worse. You end up with a million followers on Instagram. So, um, Diabetic drugs, toxic drugs being prescribed and, and not only prescribed, you know, social media and celebrities, you're going to start seeing these. It's probably already happening. These drugs are probably being sold on the street. It wouldn't be the first time pharmaceutical drugs make their way into the, uh, the street drug scene. In fact, most drugs, other than cannabis um, cannabis was never really a pharmaceutical drug but um, it was used early on before it was um, 
criminalized. But drugs like methamphetamine absolutely started as a pharmaceutical drug. We gave um, methamphetamine to kids with ADD in the 80s. Very common drug for ADD in the 70s and 80s. And we wonder why we ended up with a bunch of meth addicts in the 90s and beyond. We started those kids on those drugs. The other ADD drugs are also um, stimulants like Ritalin. And stimulants are stimulants. You, you get hooked on stimulants as a kid, and you're highly likely to continue taking them as an adult. Horrible for you. Now we're doing it with other pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals that don't even get you high. And they'll be selling Ozempic on the street corner here pretty soon. Or you'll be able to go on Instagram and order up your weekly Ozempic or Wagovi. Speaking of drugs and pharmaceuticals, the uh, last headline that um, I wanted to cover this morning was that uh, the FDA announces amoxicillin shortage. Um, the FDA is now giving the popular antibiotic amoxicillin currently in shortage status due to the higher than usual demand to treat secondary infections caused by RSV, COVID-19, the common cold, and the flu, which have all surged this fall. Does anybody wonder why we may be having such a horrendous flu season this year? Remember during COVID, flu almost disappeared. I've never heard an explanation for that other than they tried to claim that all the mask wearing and social distancing um, and all the hyper disinfecting everything, that all of those things helped. They're probably right. I, I will give them that. All of those things, if you do enough of that, masks are a horrible idea, but they can stop some transmission. I wouldn't argue that. Hyper sanitizing things, all the hand washing and hand sanitizers and wiping off desks and spraying everything with bleach and Lysol. And uh, will that slow down transmission? Absolutely. Wouldn't argue that either. Social distancing, if we stay away from people, if we're locked up in our home, if we're not going to work, if our kids aren't going to school, will that slow down transmission of communicable, communicable diseases? Absolutely. Well, Kevin, then why would you argue against those things? Because here is the result. You do that for a couple of years to try to keep that transmission down and everybody that did all that stupid shit ends up being immunocompromised. I won't even start on what the vaccine may be doing to people's immune systems. Forget that. Just look at the stupid crap they put us through with all the mask wearing and lockdowns and social distancing and hyper sanitizing everything. And this is the result. The flu season hit about two months early this year. It's peaking already, and they're running out of drugs because that's their only answer, drugs. In all of this, in all, just these three articles this morning, all from mainstream news, by the way, 
not a single mention of the things you could do to improve your, your own immune system. Not one. Nobody talks about the, the things you can do without drugs to make yourself healthier because there are no drugs that make you healthier. None. They're all toxic. That's why they're drugs. They're not food. They're not even supplements. They're drugs. We give them that label for a reason. They're toxic. None of them have any possible way of making anybody healthier. All they can do is cover up symptoms and maybe slow down progression of a disease. That's about the best you're ever going to get from drugs. But everything I read this morning was all about drugs. After three years of COVID, now the flu, now RSV, nobody in any of the mainstream articles or news agencies or the government or the FDA or the CDC or Lord Fauci, or they're not talking about the simple things people could be doing every day to strengthen their own immune system. Why? Are they stupid? Do they not know? I, I can't believe that. There's got to be another reason. And the only reason I can come up with without going down the conspiracy theory hole is it's just all about money. And that's a, that's a logical conclusion. It's all about money. Pharmaceutical companies are just so big with so much money, but it never seems to be enough. They just keep spending, and they have so much money to spend, and they keep spending it on making more money, not making anybody healthy. That Nothing they do is designed to make anybody healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if people like the glucose goddess are sponsored or compensated by pharmaceutical companies. That might make it a little easier to get to a million Instagram followers. Why doesn't somebody like Dr. Wolfson have a million Instagram followers? One of the reasons is he's too busy actually doing the hard work to help people to spend enough time on Instagram. I'd love to have 100,000 followers on some platform. I don't even come close to that. People like Chris Kresser. I could go on and on about real doctors really helping people get healthy. And they don't come anywhere near these kind of followers. Now, we're, we're seeing some that are getting there. There is some hope. But I'm just shocked when somebody like the glucose goddess giving a sprinkle of good advice mixed in with a bucket load of bad advice has that many followers. It just, uh, it gets a little discouraging sometimes, but I'll wrap this up and uh, I'll go back to doing the hard work because that's not discouraging at all. So thank you for joining me for this special edition, Destination Health Roundup. I will try to do more of these. I, I always end up with all these headlines and topics and things I wanted to talk about uh, and I don't get to it. So this may be a way. All right, with that, I'm going to wrap this up. 
get back to work. I will see you in uh, just, well, a couple hours from now for me uh, for the live show. I have no idea when you might listen to this. As always, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.